0: Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. Good evening. Good evening, Father. How are you? Maximus the Confessor is probably a saint a lot of us don't know much about. But Maximus the Confessor was, was born in Constantinople of a good Christian family, uh, went on to work uh, in the court of the emperor, uh, but he soon thereafter left because he um, discovered that the emperor and the court had fully embraced a heresy called monophysitism. And you have to understand that this is in immediately following the fourth ecumenical council, which was the ecumenical council that declared monophysitism a heresy. And that was the heresy that said that Christ has only one nature, and it was the divine nature. And after this council... We had a great schism within the Church. Today, what are known as the Oriental Churches, like the Copts and the Armenians, separated from the Church uh, because they could not accept the Fourth Ecumenical Council, which declared that and reaffirmed that Christ has two natures in one hypostasis. In order to try to heal this schism, The emperors of Rome tried to make a compromise between the orthodox position and the monophysite position, and that was monophilism. In other words, Christ had one will and one energy, the divine will and the divine energy. And Maximus was one of the few fathers in the East which argued against this heresy. And the reason that it is a heresy is that it fails an axiom, if my memory serves me correct, it's Gregory the theologian, who said, that which was not assumed is not saved. In other words, that part of humanity that Christ did not take on to himself is not saved. So therefore, if we claim that Christ does not have a human will, then our will, our freedom, our ability to choose is not saved because Christ did not claim it for himself. And this is why Maximus the Confessor argued so vehemently against it. Um, He ended up fleeing to the West um, because... Uh, There were barbarian incursions where he was and, frankly, the emperors of Constantinople and the patriarchs of Constantinople did not like him. In fact, Uh, there's a famous debate between he and the patriarch of Constantinople that happened in North Africa in which the patriarch of Constantinople repented and agreed that Maximus was right and was shortly thereafter dethroned and replaced. Uh, Maximus ultimately was arrested, had his tongue cut out so that he could no longer speak, and had his right hand cut off so he could no longer write, and he died in exile. And as we do on feasts of confessors, a confessor is someone who is imprisoned and or tortured because they confess Christ, but they are not martyred. We read this passage about God, Christ, the Son of Man, acknowledging those who acknowledge Him and denying those who refuse to acknowledge Him. And then this sings very challenging declaration that those who blaspheme against the Holy Spirit Will not be forgiven. Well, tonight I want to read a little passage and interpretation of this passage by uh, Saint Cyril of Alexandria, who was the intellectual force behind the Fourth Ecumenical Council, and he says, "By the whole, by, the Spirit, he here does not." mean only the Holy Spirit, but also the whole nature of the Godhead, as understood to consist in the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And the Savior himself also somewhere said, God is a spirit. Blasphemy, therefore, against the Spirit is against the whole supreme substance, for, as I said, the nature of the deity as offered to our understanding in the Holy Holy and Adorable Trinity, is one. In other words, the most important question that we can ask and answer in our lives is, Who is God? And if we think about this question in context of a relationship, it's really important to get the question right. Because if we go around insisting that God is someone he isn't, what is that relationship going to look like? I mean, if you Think about it. If someone came into our lives and insisted that we were all NFL football players, how far would that relationship go? How close would we be? And the answer is not very close at all, because they don't know who we are. And so whatever relationship that we have is going to be poor at best. And then this begins to answer the question of what Christ means by saying that those who deny the Holy Spirit cannot be forgiven or will not be forgiven. And that is that forgiveness of sins... Happens because Christ unites himself to our nature and sanctifies our nature by the descent of the Holy Spirit. And it is through the Holy Spirit that we are baptized, we are chrismated, we have the Holy Spirit indwell within us, descend upon these gifts here set forth, and are allowed to partake of the body and blood of Christ, thus having Christ God in us and therefore eradicating sin, that which separates us from God. If we deny this relationship, if we deny the ability of the Holy Spirit to enter within us, to... Make manifest Emmanuel God with us. Then we insist upon that separation from God. We insist upon sin. And if we cannot let go of sin, if we cannot repent, if we cannot accept who God is, then we are not allowing God to forgive us. And thus, the Church declares emphatically that the dogmas of the Church, our understanding of who God is, is of the greatest import. So important that men like Maximus the Confessor were willing to have their tongues cut out of their mouths and have their hands chopped off in order to maintain and insist upon the fact that God is a trinity. God is one in three hypostases, that Christ is two natures, perfect God, perfect man. And so, too, must we, so that our relationship with God might result in God dwelling within us and the eradication of sin. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and ever, and to the ages of ages.